Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How's it going? Ah, really good. I know, right? It's because it's just it's 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 just scary good. Nightmarish. <laughs> Did you look in the settings? Because I actually thought that was cute. If you look in the options, there's two difficulty settings, scary and nightmare. And there's a little part of me that was just like, I, this is the best joke I could have come up with. For this. like, I don't, I don't know. They already baked it right into the options menu. I, I got nothing now. Yeah, no, I mean like it's, it's, I, I would say it's a, uh, like a, a, not a crumb level joke, maybe like an Icus level joke, but not quite a Blina, right? Like it's not, it's not that wealthy. It's not like that that highfalutin joke. You want to hear the worst thing ever? I was ex- always <laughs> I was explaining this cartoon to a listener uh, who's like, "Oh, th- I guess this is based on a, a Nickelodeon cartoon." And I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, if like you're old enough, like you might have watched this when you were a kid, or if you're really old, maybe your kids watched it or something." Um, and for some reason, I I could remember Ickus and Crumb. And then I was just like, the stick has a weird name. It's like, it's like, it's like Rowena or Rwanda. No, wait, it's definitely not Rwanda. And then like, once that word came out of my mouth for some insane reason, I was just like, well, now I'm never going to be able to think of what it is. And I had to look it up. And it was interesting because for me, it was Olivia was what I kept thinking, mm. you know, which is like, it's closer. It's close. Right. But I was like, Olivia or something like, like, cause I remember that she was like, always like, Oh yes, darling. Or whatever. Like very, very, yeah, she, she had like you know. a faux posh British accent. And so it was interesting when I was looking that up, I found out that Tim Curry was on this show. Who was he? Zimbo. That doesn't Just, help. <laughs> I know. Right. No, he's like a, a flying monster. I forgot what he did, but yeah, like I was, like, Oh, was he the little with the big foot? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. How did, that's weird. That's weird that, Tim, that that's Tim Curry. That's Tim Curry. He is, he's a weird dude. Like, I mean, since like just the stuff he's done where you're just kind of like, oh, is that, is that Tim Curry? That was Tim uh, Curry. Yeah. I mean, like, cause you think like Tim Curry, you think, you know, oh yeah, the, uh, the, um, you know, Dr. Frankenfurter, you know, like these, like, big, like he was in Clue. He did all this sort Wait, of stuff. Wasn't he the original monster in It? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I and, and this this may be hearsay, but my understanding is that he is also terrified of clowns. So that'd be like, huh? Yeah. So like, maybe he wasn't yeah. before that. <laughs> but my understanding, and, and again, this may be total hearsay, but it was that he uh, he didn't want any mirrors to be on the set around him, so he did not have to see himself in the makeup. And that, it's just weird enough that it's possible, but it feels like somebody might be making that yeah, up. It's a, it's a good conspiracy theory because you're like, well, maybe. Yeah, like I believe it. But what did we play? We played Ah uh, Real Monsters, which oh, I Oh, sorry. No, I, I I played the wrong game. I played Ah uh, Real Monsters. Ah uh, Real Monsters. Uh, so ah, <laughs> Real Monsters. Ah <laughs> Real Monsters. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> that's that was how, the rest of the episode. Yeah, that, that's how we should have opened it. Uh, <laughs> if only through the magic of editing, I could insert all that at the beginning, but I'm not but going to because now we have a bit around it. Um, yeah. So I now know that it's three A's, two H's and three exclamation points because you know, I have to type up the show notes. I have to create the episode on, you know, for the website that populates the RSS feed that goes into people's, you know, uh, podcatchers. And I was just like, okay, I can't guess at this every time and then <laughs> go back and fix them all. So I'm going to have to actually like go look at the Wikipedia article and then hopefully there's some kind of simple mnemonic and three, two, three is pretty simple. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> like, it's not like, seven a's but like two in the middle are capitalized but they're not right next to each other you know because there's a there's a game um i think it was originally a mobile phone game maybe but it's on a bunch of different platforms now but it's literally it's the sound of someone screaming as if they were falling from a great height because that's what the game is it's like you jumped off a building and you like go through different like circles and get points um Mm -hmm. it's it's like parachuting basically like base jumping but the game is called like ah, 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 with like a bunch of like random capital a's and stuff thrown in there and it's i'm glad it's not that we can't ever play that game because i refuse to type that 50 times so you, you've created a weird meta game for me which is the next time when you say what game do we want to play i just have to find like the most bizarre titled one like not <laughs> not one i actually want to play but you know like well, what's what's the one that's going to be the most pain in the butt to write out fifty thousand times well, uh, new nostalgia goggles colon Donkey Kong Country colon Tropical Freeze is a mouthful, but it is. <laughs> but but, but uh, I can do better. real monsters <laughs> is also not great. So uh, yeah, do you have a uh, nostalgia experience I, for this? I do, I, and I want to make sure I don't forget this because some listeners get very mad at me if I don't say the dates. This game came out August fifteenth of nineteen ninety five, and. I'm not going to make a huge deal out of this, but this show that this game is based on ran for five seasons. This came out one month before the second season was released on television. So it's a, it's a cartoon tie in. I'm not saying it's a cash grab, but, but like that timing is holy crap, right? Like movies are often that aggressive, but for a TV show, they could have maybe like, waited a couple of seasons or something, but no, they, 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 I think season one was successful. And then they said, let's make, make the video game. Oh, yeah. And then they made it in like a month Yeah, and then shipped it. I, yep. I, I mean, that must be what happened unless they had access to a time machine. So, well, yeah. I mean, they, I, 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 in this particular cross section of time, I have no evidence to refute that. Claim. <laughs> the uh, evidence real seems time to travel. Sp- Ah, real time travel. Um. (laughs) So nostalgia experience. Uh, This was no question a blockbuster rental, right? There's just how does a Super Nintendo Nickelodeon cartoon tie in game get into your house? Well, either you own all the games because like your parents work for EB games or something or you're richy rich or Or they substitute video games for love or that. Um, Yeah, Yeah. That's like a sub bullet. Uh, you had a friend like that. I know, but I'm, I feel bad for him and <laughs> it makes me sad to think about it too much. <laughs> See, um, it makes me happy to think about it. And I don't know why. Monster. 
Ah, real monsters. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but this is the kind of game that you rent, right? This is like no one asked for this game for Christmas in 1995, right? This is it's the kind of game you rent. Um, yeah. And that I but I know I rented this game more than once because I actually remember enjoying this cartoon quite a bit. So like this is definitely one where I was like, oh yes, I'm gonna rent our real monsters because I'm enjoying the show and this is you know a tie into the show. But it's it's like there's just a there's that sad list at the back of certain restaurant menus where it's like, we also carry these things like this game is, is on that list. Like it's in a different typeface. They obviously printed it on like an inkjet printer and then just inserted those pages, <laughs> right? Like I have a whole page dedicated to like my favorite final fantasies and you know, which Zelda games I think are the best and, and you know, different kind of racers I like, but then in the back where there's all the crappy, movie and tv tie-in games i rented from blockbuster that's where our real monsters is listed nice um so i owned this game yeah you um, did <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't Uh-oh. but uh but that would have been hilarious well um, then, no. then i would have had to have known which one of those yeah, people we like, listed you were and it's important to know that that is a complete list which is to say that if you own this you are one of these three things um no, actually, this is one that a friend of mine owns, so he was one of the three, and I know which one of the three. But uh, <laughs> but 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 follow us on Twitter, Twitter if you want to know. <laughs> oh man, that would have been such a great story. Yeah, let's just transition. Yeah, so that yeah. that was my nostalgia experience. If you want to know which one of the three he was, well, you can find us on Twitch and on Twitter and uh, and 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 links in the show notes and and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Um. If you become a patron, one of two amazing things can happen to you. Uh, one, everyone who's a patron, so no matter what level you support at, uh, you get access to the after show because we started making an after show. And sometimes it's related to the game. A lot of times it's just us like BSing about random nonsense. Um, and they're all uh, only available to patrons. So if you want even more of this nonsense, uh, now we, you can officially get that by by supporting us. We we do not vouch for the quality of 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 the after show. Not I, even I a little. That, no. Yeah, I believe when 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 you when you pitched this idea to me, you were like, uh, that, that there were there were two caveats, which was one was that we were allowed to swear and talk about whatever we wanted to talk about, uh, as long as we were okay with it being committed to the public record. And two, if we ended up talking about something that we were not okay with adding to the public record, or we're just really tired that we may not actually do one. So it it not every episode will have an after show yeah and and if you're a really dedicated listener i wonder how many people will say like oh look they did four after shows in a row and then there wasn't one and what kind of insane conspiracy theories (laughs) will crop up around that like were they tired were they talking about something so heinous that they had to not cut an after show who knows typically the second one yeah well yeah that's i mean (laughs) you're not wrong but who knows for sure who knows We, we we know um, yeah, we know. If you support us at uh, our 8-bit classic or 16-bit hero levels, you actually will get your name shouted out on the show. And we have uh, two additions to the list. Uh, one of these, uh, this name, I'm going to pronounce this the most common pronunciation I was able to find. Our, our newest 8-bit classic, I really hope I'm saying that right, is Yarno. A hoarder of bombs. And then we also have John. Slinger of the boomerang. And Kevin. Master Aimer of the Bow and Arrow. And our 16-bit heroes, Jacob. Wielder of the Ice Rod. David. Wielder of the Fire Rod. And Michael. 
player of the ocarina. Now, here's the fun thing: is <laughs> is it? Am I am I talking about Link to the Past, or am I talking about Ocarina of Time? Are those mm. the only two with ocarinas? I mean, I know they both have ocarinas. It's the only two that I know because I know that the after Ocarina of Time, the music gimmick became a very strong thing. But because it was a music gimmick, I don't think they went back to that well. We got to talk about the visuals for this uh, 1995 cartoon tie-in game. Um, oh, I think think you said everything that you need to know right there about the visuals, which was that this game came out in 1995. Yeah. If you want 90s visuals, man. Yeah, wow. I, I liter- my first note is literally 90s licensed game default settings. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a 90s game. The, the visuals aren't like terrible, but I mean... It, it stylistically i mean it it's it's a hundred percent just just right up that alley with um i would say that that it's earthworm gym but a licensed video game you know so it's 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 like earthworm gym but but phoned in if well because well, earthworm gym went the other direction right they made a quality game first and then made a cartoon based on it and this is the game you would get if those things happened in reverse order <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Now a part of me wants to go compare the animation qualities of the two shows and see like if Earthworm Jim's animation is worse than A Real Monsters, you know, to see if it always that would be weird. Yeah. Right? You know, if it always <laughs> goes downhill, like whichever is the progeny always has worse visuals than the progenitor, you know? Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing about games of this style and of this era is I don't think it actually looks that bad. The problem is it looks like they are trying to emulate the style of a hand-drawn cartoon and hand-drawn cartoons have a lot of squash and stretch and a lot of, especially in this where like the monsters are all really unnatural shapes and they transform into bigger, scarier versions of themselves. And there's just things that are so much harder to do in pixel art not impossible but because it's a licensed game based on a children's cartoon they don't put in you know cuphead level effort into hand animating every single thing and giving every animation you know 50 individual frames so that it looks buttery smooth nothing looks bad uh i would say in general things actually look pretty damn true to the cartoon which is not insubstantial the place that i think they actually put in the most effort weirdly is not into like the beloved characters it's the environments especially like the far backgrounds um there's four levels in this game for some reason the gym like the high school gym uh doesn't have much depth of field like you can't really see out the windows the wall is up close so everything looks kind of flat but mm-hmm. the the dump where you spend a lot of or the sewer i guess where you spend a lot of your time uh, and then the post office and the museum, I think is the fourth level. Um, you can kind of like see off into the distance and there's like different levels of color saturation to give you like a sense of depth of field. And there's a lot of like little details and, and there's a lot of um, just kind of character to the backgrounds. And I was sort of surprised by that. Like you would think that would be flat and boring and they would make sure that the beloved children's characters look exactly right. And they don't look wrong, but they put yeah. so much effort into the backgrounds. It's just like, huh. Yeah, they, they, they absolutely did. Um, I think that the reason why I say it, it's kind of like Earthworm Jim, but less, is it's not like, it's not bad. This isn't Home Alone 2 by any, by any means. But it's, it, it, it <laughs> just, it doesn't, <laughs> it's just, it's 
it's a garbage game. Um, I mean, it is. They deserve it just is. all of the scorn we heap on them. I just also feel bad for them. <laughs> Whether through incompetence or... Okay, so this is this is completely a tangent, but I want to tell the story. Um, <laughs> and I may have told this one before on the channel, but they're Evergreen episodes, so and we've got a large library now, so it's just, it's every day there's here. somebody born who's never listened to Nostalgia Goggles. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we got to fix that. Uh, but no, basically is... Uh, one year for my friend uh, Frank for his birthday, what he wanted for his birthday was to run an adventure as a DM where he got to kill everyone. And I was like, okay. So we got everyone together and knowing that this was going to be a survival horror game, we all built the most like min-maxed characters we could because he was just going to kill us all, you know? Um, and so we were sitting there, we were like level 10 or something like that. And we were maybe about eight hours into this, this thing and we'd all been drinking the whole day and all this other kind of stuff right um and so like one at one point somebody said i like it, it are we still all gonna die because it was like the third battle that we were in and we were winning pretty handily and, and i was like frank what's going on man and he's like I, I, I i'm throwing level 17 stuff at you like i can't i don't i don't know and i was like i was like okay cool hey guys here's the thing is that through either incompetence or dungeon mastering impotence, this DM has <laughs> failed to kill us. And I have never seen a party dissociate themselves from an individual faster. Like everybody's like, he does not speak for us. I don't, I don't even know who this guy is, how he got in here. Like he's not part of the party. And so I just, so the reason why I say that is through either incompetence or game development impotence, they were unable to make a good game. Um, this is not that this is <laughs> this is uh, like it, it It looks good it just it, there's I think the part of the issue is that there are very in the way the levels are designed there are is very often especially in like the dump where large portions of the screen are taken up by area that you can't traverse you know so because of that like it's very clear what's in the background what's in the foreground but a lot of what's in the foreground you just can't interact with and that kind of to me felt flat, you know? Yeah. And I think that's an interesting way to frame that visually, because I'm going to have more to say about the level design when we talk about the mechanics of how the levels are laid out. But I didn't think about the reason I was having some of the mechanical issues that I was having is because so much of the screen is spent on like, what you might call landmass, right? Like when you when you picture like the original Super Mario Brothers, you got, you know, two or three bricks at the bottom of the screen that you run on. Right. And that, that's like it, right? Whereas mm -hmm. this, I would say there are times where fully half of the screen or more is the landmass you are just standing on. So yep. There's a lot, especially it's, I think it's worst in the sewers, but not even the, the other levels that are supposed to be like normal buildings still have this problem where you're just like, Oh, there's a lot of this like wood texture because the right. thing I'm standing on is made out of wood. And like a lot of the screen right now is dedicated to that. Right. And it's just like, but why though? Um, so I think you, you could mention this in mechanics. I'm going to bring it up in visuals, though, because of the, the way I'm going to kind of frame it, which is you move so fast. So fast. So fast. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, I don't know whether it just, like, like it gets just snorted a mountain of cocaine before running into the stage. No, but, dude, it, it's acid. 
they're all just these are just three children, but this is how they <laughs> see, this is how they see the world. Nice. nice. It's, these are the kids that after Roger got knocked into the pool and pulls himself out and he's like, why would you do that? I had 50 hits of acid in my pocket. Strap in kids. Like this is you know, the result of that. This, this is the future that every like super conservative parent thought was going to happen when marijuana yeah. was legalized in their state. And they were like, but, but kids are going to get into my edibles. And it's like, well, don't leave your, you know, THC laced gummy bears in their bag of Halloween candy. And they're a lot less likely to freak out and think that they're ah, real monsters. <laughs> ah, real monsters. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, and, and, and what made me think about that is it's like, okay, so, I mean, I, cause it's not that your character is fast, like Icarus in, in, they're not, they're not speedsters, right? Uh, they're not the flash. So it made me think like, well, why, why does it feel like you're moving fast? And it's because the number of the amount of time that it takes for your character to be, go from where they are standing to what would then be the edge of the screen, which is that would now be the center of the screen is like half the time that you would, that most video games do. I didn't time it, but it, it feels that way. Right. So I'm saying that, is it exactly half? No, I didn't time it, but it, it would, I assume be approximately that. Right. Um, which is interesting because then that relays the idea of moving quickly in the same way that if you want to relay that something is large, you just give it more frames of animation because then that makes it appear as though it's moving slowly. And our brain says, if it's moving slowly, it's lumbering, therefore it's large, right? It's, it's that, but in reverse, which is bizarre because it made me think about it. Cause like this game is not based around the mechanic of controlling momentum. So I have no idea why this decision was made because in Sonic, which is what I want to pull back to, like you, you don't move this fast in Sonic, like not <laughs> even a little bit. And especially in Sonic, it takes more time because the whole thing about Sonic is you're controlling momentum, right? It takes substantially longer in Sonic to go from standing to full speed. In this one, you hit left, you are booking it. You go from zero to top speed in like maybe three frames of animation and your top speed is bananas fast and i yeah. don't know why and, they did that and i think the opposite is also true the instant you let go of a direction you come to an instant halt yes. so like you 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 move like a child's perception of like oh i i was sitting and then i was running and then i stopped and it's like i mean yeah that's broadly true but there's like an acceleration and deceleration curve but not in our real monsters like you are standing perfectly still, you are moving at full speed or you are standing perfectly still. And that's not great. Not great yeah. for platforming. And 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 no. I agree with you that just speaking strictly visually, it's alarming. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to say like, oh, there's a a cliff over here and I don't know if I'll fall to my death or if there's stuff down there. Let me just walk up to the edge of the cliff and oh, I felt I just ran to my death. Or like, I just yeah. ran into this environmental hazard. I just ran into this enemy or whatever, because like you can't proceed carefully. You're always moving at full speed and it's, and it's a very fast full speed. Yeah. And, and this, I, again, because I just, I don't know why this decision was made. And I think that this is going to come back to probably the recurring theme of this episode, which is that it, it had to just be, there was something, something not working right. The answer was, crank up the speed 
And then they in no way had time to evaluate how that then impacted the game and shipped it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it, I, I'm assuming <laughs> that you're, and this would, I'm kind of running through this in my head right now, but you're, you're the, the monster's mass has to be just inconsequentially low, right? Because they are moving at ex, their, their ability to accelerate, right? Assuming that their bodies are a, a, capable of producing a nominal amount of force, right? It, it, then And then their acceleration is bananas high. Their mass has to be like super low. So, and, and, and since we've seen how Sonic moves, it has to be lower than a hedgehog. That's my point is that <laughs> they weigh less than a hedgehog. Is it, that's what this game is telling me. That's, and in the next 40 pages, I will explain them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the problem I have with this is how that speed impacts the way you move through these levels because you know every frame of painting right like individually looking at the screenshots that i have queued up right now i'm like oh yeah this these levels look like video game platforming levels right like no no big deal right nothing that makes you go like whoa this is going to be so hard to navigate but then (laughs) the second you even look at the d-pad on the controller you just go careening at light speed <laughs> into whatever's to the left or right of you is just not it doesn't feel great right and I, I we will circle back to this in controls and mechanics but like it also just visually looks wrong like it just it doesn't yeah. look right for them to be fly and there are some stages that have like long horizontal segments where you're just like Brr. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, you know, you sitting there at the edge of the cliff and being like, okay, I, I can do this. And then it just shows like a single grain of dust, like float to the D pad and you're like, no, and it just like <laughs> taps it and just, Psh! you know, but yeah, I mean, it, to, to, to your point is the whole time is it's like, cause you, you'll, you'll move forward and then you'll try to arrest your momentum. And then that rockets you back the other way. So the whole time you're like, ah, 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 real monsters. Um, <laughs> How did I not know that was going to happen? <laughs> that still somehow caught me by surprise. <laughs> um, one of the other uh, uh, things that um, I want to complain about for visual or note for visuals is um, you have three characters, right? Uh, and you can switch between them and, and, and that's, and that's cool. Uh, they can fall off of cliff. If you're not playing them, they will, they can fall off of cliffs. Now, the nice thing is this is not an escort mission. That's cool. Like that in no way, yeah, it's a Im- Sonic and Tails situation. Correct, right? Um, that being said, is then when they reappear, they reappear flashing as though they had just gotten hit. And that's super distracting. I did not care for that at all because it made me, it, it just, because they reappear right next to you. So your brain, or at least my brain was like struggling with, Am I invincible? Am they, are, are they invincible? Did I just get hit? So there were a number of times when, you know, I was sitting there, you know, something came near me and I assumed that it hit me because Crumb was right behind me flashing. And then also, too, where just my brain farted and said, you're invincible, walk through this. And then I tried and, and got hit, you know? They're pretty generous with the health, which we'll get into in Controls Mechanics. But that being said, is I was like, that why... Are they flashing at all? They can't take any damage. Flashing is an indicator of invincibility, which lets me know that I cannot take damage during this cross-section of time. They can never take damage. There's no reason for them to have that visual associated with them. 
Yeah, and that that does feel recycled like a thing happened and so instead of their sprite just literally bamfing into existence, they appear flashing so it kind of looks like they're fading mm-hmm. back in right and like it's resetting, which is not it's not great. I I agree with you it's like a little distracting. The thing that uh caught me about the way they appear out of nowhere is they must be keying off of the bottom of your sprite. So if you are uh, climbing like you do a lot of in the gymnasium stage, if you are near the bottom of the thing you're climbing <laughs> horizontally on, because uh, I, I was Ickis almost the entire time, poor oh, yeah. Crum and Oblina are just appearing at the bottom of my sprite, which is where my feet are, but my feet are dangling. So they appear in midair and then immediately fall to their death again and then appear immediately again next to me and just are in this like horrible Sisyphusian, you know, death and rebirth cycle like every single second. And it's it's so rapid for some reason, I guess because they they're falling to their death, like they're not landing on a surface um, it's so rapid that I actually climbed up higher so they would <laughs> sp- they would spawn properly on the ladder and just like grab a hold of it because I was like this is this is distracting right like them just cycling underneath my feet as I'm crawling along this thing I was just like oh god like visually you're just like oh stop right and like to me the thing that so you 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 kind of hit the nail on the head before which is that you said it's it's a tail situation right you know like they they they're they're not important. You're important, right? <laughs> um, so, but but Tails doesn't do that. He flies back in and then lands next to you, right? He doesn't flash, or at least not from the memory I'm recalling right now. And, and human memory is pretty infallible, so that should be right. Um, I think in some of the games he flashed, but not all of them, because I, I can kind of picture both but I, I i'm picturing him not flashing more so we're gonna say he never flashed because that'll yeah. make whatever point you're gonna make easier what he does have is an, an animation that he does right um so i think that that would have been way cooler and not yes you would have had to spend some resources on doing an animation but i mean relatively negligible but like how much cooler would it be if every time um, you lost track of crumb like in the sewers and, and since a lot of the, the visuals are, are similar enough right you could just pop swap it but like he then crawled up out of the ground you know and like shook himself off and was like oh, i'm back you know like that would have been cool you know or if if oblina like you know did a helicopter thing with her tail and kind of came back in like tails you know something like that where they just they come back to you but then it's not a video gamey thing where it's like they're invincible now they fell into oblivion you know and then to your point is it's like if you are doing anything other than being on the ground, right? They don't need to come back at all. You know? Like what the only reason for them to be near you is if you want to cycle through them and the only reason to cycle through them is if you need to use one of their teamwork abilities, none of which you're going to do if you are currently careening through the air at a bajillion miles an hour or climbing, right? There's no reason for them to be there. Yeah, there's weird they imply that who is in the lead is going to matter a lot. And it's kind of like Ickish should be in the lead for a bunch of reasons, but visually, cause he's the smallest target. Um, and crumb is a similar size, but his jump is way worse. 
So it's like there's no reason for him to ever be in the lead except to use his team ability. And you can't use any of those triple monster, whatever they're called, um, unless you're just standing on a flat surface. So them, you know, going through this horrible, like death, eternity, hell spiral is like, it's just visually distracting. Right. And and I get that they're like, Oh, we got to bring your party members back, but it's like, eh, just, eh. yeah. Yeah, because I mean that's the thing. Is that if and if you're climbing, because they, they would have to have a climb animation for everyone, because you may be playing as Oblina. Yeah, you know, who knows, right? Um, but is yeah, if you're climbing, they're climbing, everything's cool. But if for whatever reason they fall, you're now on your own, and until you get to a flat surface, and then they and you know like Crumb then comes up, and it'd be kind of cool because it, it it'd be like you know in the in the sewers he you know crawls through the thing in the basketball in the in the gymnasium he punches through the wood you know and those two animations could look very similar it's just that one would be brown weird animation and one would be green you know like for the the whatever but you know it i don't know like i, I just thought it was a bit of a missed opportunity but again you know if you got a month to make a game wait what, what are you gonna do yeah um here's something that i think was very thoughtful very much came from the executives at nickelodeon you uh you don't kill anyone ever. And we talked about this uh, way back when we played. What do we play? Uh, Mickey, Mickey Mi- Mouse's House of Illusion. It's it's Castle of Illusions. No, World of Illusions starring yes. Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. See, that one's a mouthful. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, in that game, you know, like you change them and like you, you're a little magic cape and this is a very similar, like we got to make this very kid friendly so that parents will buy this for their kids who are the age that they would be watching this show in the first place. Um, you, uh, fight mostly rats and humans, but there's like a couple birds and like some other stupid random enemies, but mostly it's rats and humans that you're dealing with. Um, and when you throw trash at them, they run away. And if you do your scare, they run away. So, and it's a very obvious they if it's a human, they shriek and there's a little dust cloud, right? So it's like super obvious that they're like, ah, and then they, they run off. So it's, they're like, ah, real monsters. That's exactly what they're like. Um, <laughs> and I, I really thought that that was well executed because if you just throw garbage at them, sometimes they just move and then you have to deal with them again, like shortly thereafter. But if you use the scare or if you've thrown a bunch of garbage at them, then you get the little dust cloud and then they're like gone, gone. They're defeated. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, that little that little dust cloud actually lets me know like they're done. They're not. I'm not going to walk two screens over, which will take, you know, a micron and or a, a millisecond micron. It'll take a millisecond and then I'll I'll instantly be on top of the same enemy like they're they're actually gone, which is nice. Um, And it's you know, it's a silly kid friendly way to be like, ah, you're not, you're not killing them. But like it, that's, it's not just kid friendly. Like that's on theme. These monsters yeah. aren't out hunting humans to eat their brains, right? They're just out scaring scare people. Yeah. That's, that's what they that's do. What they so do. It, I, yep. I thought it was like, Oh, this is oh, yeah. on brand, but also like brand safe. Yes. No, I, I, I didn't really think about that, but that's completely a hundred percent cosine. Like that's, it's great because, and I think that, not enough games use non 
violent ways of dispatching enemies because it's like what mechanically what you need is for the enemy to be there the obstacle to be there and then for the obstacle to not be there right and so often people are like yeah so we kill them it's it's like no you don't don't need to do that sorry i just thought about like it's like uh when in parks and rec which i don't think you saw but uh or watched a lot of but at one point they're doing a a a fake um city emergency and so she calls the animal it's avian flu right so she calls the animal uh control people who are complete stoners right uh (laughs) and and says like all right so like you know this is part of our emergency drill so i need you to go out and you know uh kill all of the birds you know all all the birds that could be containing avian flu oh all right i get it so this is for the drill right yes but i'm actually going to kill these birds right no it's part of the drill right kill the birds (laughs) and it's like (laughs) so that's the thing i feel like so often people are like oh we got to dispatch this enemy so we're gonna kill them no we don't have to it could be anything right kill the you know but it's like why 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 do they have to die could just like we just need them to go away you know especially to your exact comment before about like please just do a couple extra frames of animation they could just make them poof which a lot of games are like oh they didn't die they poofed away but no they're running they have a clear turn and run like smeary you know speed animation the dust cloud is going away from them like they're moving right it's they could have just done like poof and then the enemy sprite is off the screen, but it's like, no, they're running. They even in the manual specifically, and I had to look some stuff up in the manual, dude, the manual for this game is crazy, uh, <laughs> but it, it specifically says like, if you throw enough trash at them, they will usually get disgusted and run away. And I was like, oh, that's, that's not, this is good. There's like, there's some thematic consistency here. Yeah. Um, the one other uh, minor throwaway note I had for visuals um, is that sp- spikes glisten to draw your attention to them. Um, and I wrote that note uh, in the first stage. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, because there were like those giant kind of spiky things. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat because it, it let me know like, hey, spikes listening um, became more important when traffic cones behaved as spikes and the first time I died to one of them, I said, what just happened? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I looked at it again, like, you know, and I was like, Oh, Oh, these are spikes. And I can tell because they're glistening. So yeah, I mean, effort made and I get that, you know, there aren't too many things in a, in a gymnasium that can like spike hurt you, but then just don't have spikes in those areas or those levels. You know, if the, if the formula doesn't work, change the formula. Well, the, you know? the whole post office level doesn't have spikes. Yeah. Like, why did there have to be spikes? It's like, oh, they're traffic cones. It's like, man, I haven't stepped on a whole lot of rusty nails in my <laughs> life, but I feel like I've interacted with a fair number of traffic cones. And at no point have I thought, oh man, this could turn into an OSHA recordable if I'm not careful. Like that's the whole point of traffic cones, right? You know, is that they're safer than whatever you're putting them around. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is, uh, if you surround traffic cones with other traffic cones, by definition, the inner (laughs) layer of traffic cones must be dangerous or the most dangerous, right? So one is that if you cover traffic cones and traffic cones, I think that that's a, 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 a recipe for Armageddon, right? Like eventually the earth is subsumed with traffic cones, but surely like the center traffic cone is the most 
deadly, you know? So yeah, I mean, I guess that that's kind of like a, Oh, that's a black hole, right? Yeah. So you put yeah. traffic cones around the event horizon, but then the middle traffic cone is the black hole, <laughs> right. which is, is the most dangerous. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I want to mention on the visuals is I have some mechanical issues with the HUD. Um, but you know, this is a four by three game, like almost every single game we play. I don't know if we've played any games that were old enough to be a nostalgia goggles game, but new enough that they were 16 by nine. I don't think so. Anyway, this is a four by three game. So, you know, there's a limited amount of screen real estate they can dedicate to the HUD and, uh, they wait, wait, so I'm sorry. And no, I'm, I'm circling back to this now because you, you gave me a moment to speak and I didn't take it, but I'm taking it now. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm back to collect on that. <laughs> yeah. So you said that, that most of them are four by three games. Um, the, the, the pedantic way I can, um, actually that is the Game Boy games aren't. <sighs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's just like so meaningless. Like, so are you double checking? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, because I think, I think the Game Boy games are actually true square. Yeah. Um, but what I'm going to do that'll really bake your noodle is I'm going to impress upon you the fact that the Super Nintendo is actually eight by seven, but your, ah. your screen is four by three. And so the signal is put out at eight by seven and, and then it switches four by three, which is funny because uh, some people like if you're, you know, I pull up screenshots when we record and you can tell like who's using an emulator. Cause you're like, ah, that game was not that square in reality. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Technically every super Nintendo game we've played is not four by three. If you're really being a jerk about it. So we both got to do it. We, yeah. So, so you said a thing we both got to correct it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like you, you came in and smeared mud all over me and I was like, no, nah, I could do that too. But then <laughs> also smeared mud on myself. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what? I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, in, so in the HUD, there's your health and how many scares you can do and the item that you're looking to collect, right? HUD, general HUD crap. Um, yep. but the lives indicator is also the monster you're currently controlling indicator, which mm-hmm. I thought it was like fairly efficient, right? So like if the little face next to, you know, X five lives or whatever is Ickis, then you are controlling Ickis. If it's Oblina, then you are controlling Oblina. And I was like, oh, that's, I don't know if that's like the absolute best way to do that, but it shows that they were thoughtful about not cramming more stuff into that already kind of like overcrowded HUD. Cause there's a lot of crap in there. There, there, there was, and then, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think about that, but now you mentioning it, I'm like, ah, Oh, monsters. I almost didn't notice it because the amount of times I didn't have Ickis in the front were pretty rare. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, you do see, cause their colors are so different. It's a black background. So you do, you do see it kind of rotate if you ever choose to use one of the lesser monsters. Agreed. Um, anything else for visuals? Now nah, we can talk about audio. Audio. Um, it's all right. I, did, did you not feel like, the the level music right just the general background music was like good but shockingly unremarkable like while i was playing the game i was like you know these songs are actually like pretty decent like there's nice kind of background music and like each level has like sort of the same kind of 
like the family guy joke about like following a heavy set person <laughs> around with a tuba. Like some of the songs feel kind of silly like that. Like, like Monty Python esque. everything is, is kind of not so serious. But then the second I would turn the game off, I was like, I can't, I can't hum like a single one of these melodies, partially because some of them are unhummable, but also they're just like forgettable. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think that they're the, like, they, they, they have the TARDIS's perception filter on them, you know, like you just don't <laughs> want to perceive them. It, I think that if I were to hear these songs in isolation, I would assume that they're tied to a Tim Burton movie, which I think is, the, yeah. right? You know, which I think is thematically appropriate because Ah Real Monsters feels like it could be a Tim Burton thing, you know? So, um, so, so I think that that's, that's a good thing. Uh, so I think that it, it, the music accurately reflects the tone of the game, which is that it's not super scary. It's not, you know, monsters. Um, it's not that, but at the same point in time, it's not, you know, like, uh, um, the song from the, uh, Bart's nightmare where you're in the room with itchy and scratchy, where it's just like, you know, yeah, no, it's not that either. It's, it's thematic. And I think they opted like they maximized for, it should feel right in the moment. Even if you then forget about it forever, they're not trying to write, you know, number one pop hits like this is our video game based on a children's cartoon needs background music and it should be appropriate background music, but they're going to forget it forever. The second they turn the game off. Yeah. Uh, I agreed. Um, also, I mean, and, and as usual, I, I kind of phoned in on the, the, the audio notes. Um, no, I didn't really notice anything from a sound effect standpoint. I mean, there were no sound effects that were like from my seat, wildly grating you know i mean like when stompy thing i can thi- challenge stomp. that oh yeah yeah Which one so the uh you tried to use your team ability but it didn't work for some reason noise that's pretty damn grating did you find it grating just because you heard it a million times because your team ability did not function the way it was supposed to or because it was inherently like the, the, the noise itself was awful well, so unfortunately both because <laughs> because the noise itself is very video gamey, right? Like when you when you throw a piece of garbage, it makes a little like, you know, whooshy noise. When an enemy gets hit and runs away, it makes a very cartoony like whoosh, right? The screams are super over the top. They're all like shrieks of terror, right? So there's a lot of over the top cartoony style sound effects, which is again, totally on brand feels completely thematically appropriate, but the, your team ability didn't work is literally just a buzzer going. So the fact that it has no, like does diegetic cover sounds like it has no diegetic purpose. Uh, you, you keep talking. I'll look that up. Okay. Like it, it, it's just like nothing in the universe is generating that noise. It is there as audio UI, which I'm fine with. Like, I don't have a problem with audio UI existing, but the fact that it's this really grating buzzer noise 
and you then hear it in very frustrating circumstances because you're mashing the button and it should be working, but for unknown reasons that literally in all the hours I played, I was unable to determine your team ability is just not firing. So from a like craftsmanship standpoint, I would say that sound effect is not great. And then the circumstances under which you hear it just turn that gratingness way up to 10, right? So it's just it like, they they exist together, right? It's cake and icing, which is like, yeah, not great that you made a cake out of garbage and then covered it with garbage, but it, it's it's hard to separate them, right? Thematically it's appropriate. But. Well, that's true. It, it's hard to say it's annoying because the sound is just annoying when the one and only circumstance you ever hear it in is also this very frustrating for the player circumstance. Like, generally speaking, I would agree with you. I would say almost every single sound effect in the game is like, you know, C plus to B minus, which is not bad, right? It's just, they're fine. Like they're operating at expectations, but then this particular sound of all the sounds, you're then like, no, that, that, that is entirely fair. So interestingly, um, you and I, uh, came, if I had to guess, I know this is how I came across. I'm confident that you did as well. We came across the phrase diegetic UI through extra credits, right? Um, that's or, almost definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of how we became familiar with the concept because we watch a lot of game development stuff. That's how we become educated as uh, uh, novice. You know, this is what we do kind of a thing. So that being said is um, when I went to Google uh, diegetic, the first thing that came up was diegetic sound. Oh. So apparently, yeah. So apparently it actually more often refers to um, sound uh, that happens in a movie and th- it's diegetic sound is things, sounds that would be happening like in, in the universe within the, the, the movie itself. So, uh, so when you said this, this diagenesis cover sound, it's like kind of, yes, but that like, in the sense that that was the chicken that laid the egg. Yeah. Um, hey, we, so, we learned something that doesn't violate our research prohibition. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yes, I, I would definitely say the thing is that you need so, you need a sound, right? Or a visual, something that lets you know that your team ability did not execute or will not execute in this area. Um, I don't. I mean, you could probably pick one that's a little bit less grating. That's not like, eh, you know, like that. It, um, it could be. Any, it could just be whoever's in the lead going like, Mm-mm, right? Because yeah. when you get hit, each whoever's in the lead, each character has their own like, ow, I have taken damage noise. And so all you need is three more instead of the sound, you just need three more voice lines of Mm-mm, right and Oblina going Mm-mm. And Crumb going, hmm, right? That's, that's it. Right. Like there, yeah, I just solved fair. this problem for everyone forever. Like don't ever needlessly put a, you got the wrong answer buzzer in your game. Cause it makes the player really angry with you. Cause I didn't get the wrong answer. The game <laughs> sucks. Well, and, and all, all fair. And actually this, this again, I think comes back to, um, cause one, if you need a sound that informs the player that your game is not functioning appropriately you know like it's like oh man 
the team abilities just don't don't work in all the right places. Like the care, the players keep trying to use them, but it's just not going to fire off in this case. Well, we need a sound to let the players know. It's like you have not fixed the root cause of this problem. Uh, and and that being said, is uh, is yeah, I think that that to your point is that something more diegetic would have been better than eh, eh, real monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> that one that one's the best so far. You're gonna have a hard time topping that one. Yeah, I know, right? I mean like, I'm, I, I, this this is the sub game I'm playing during this episode. Yeah. I mean uh, that that's I, a good I high score like though, right? The level of um <laughs> the level of like pot shots taken at the game's expense like that that persist throughout an episode is like is anybody surprised when we get to the end? we <laughs> yeah right reveal our feelings right it's yeah it's, it's the it's the little subtle things that on the realist and you're like hmm. <laughs> they kept go- they kept going back to this one well a lot <laughs> well and that's and, and as you aptly said one time is that this isn't this, this isn't an m night Shyamalan produced <laughs> you know episode like it, it, it the goal isn't to you know hide our feelings but it, it's, it's, it's to provide a good reveal so i don't to I justify that, our feelings not to yeah, hide and, them <laughs> Yeah, and I think that that there's probably a handful of episodes where people didn't know where it was going to fall because you know, but but there's the the majority of them. I think people knew where they were going to fall. Also, there I think there are some where we both went into it thinking it was going to go one way, and then it just the needle swung a different direction. We're like, ah, no, I, I think it's more. Now that we've talked it through, I think it's more here. You know, so. and th- this is why, personally, as a critic, I prefer podcasting to writing like a critical mm-hmm. review or like making a YouTube video or something, because I like, I, I hope the audience enjoys it, but I enjoy that when I'm like, Oh, I felt this way, but then George kind of talked me off the cliff or pushed me off the cliff. <laughs> and, and that ended up like changing, you know, my, my ultimate rating. Cause that, that doesn't really happen as organically and like publicly. If you have to write a script, you know? Yeah. I just picturing like, it doesn't matter which one, but one of us is, is, you know, staring off the edge of the cliff and being like, I don't know, man, should I jump? Should I not? And like the other person coming from behind, putting like arm around you and be like, nah, man, let's do this. Just, <laughs> we're going. We, we see, but our no, team man, we're going. Went ah, fire. <laughs> real monsters. Yeah, there it is. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about the, uh, audio, uh, except for some reason I was a little bit tickled. In between every stage, uh, I think his name is the Grumble. He's like the teacher. Um, yep. In between every stage, he shows you like what item you're going to collect. Um, mm-hmm. And he goes, ready? And his like kind of silly voice. And I was just like, man, I remember this character so clearly. Like that was a full on like little nostalgia drip where I was just like, ah, Grumble. He's such a knob. <laughs> yeah, he totally is. And the thing I remember the most about the Grumble is because he does have the like, um, he everything he says is the yes character from the Simpsons. You know, yeah. it's that that's his that is his speaking voice. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't actually know what. I assume that every modern cartoon character that does that is probably imitating a specific celebrity from like the 1940s that you mm-hmm. and I have no idea who it is. Right. Right. Kind of like there's a bunch of famous music that young people only know because they watched Looney Tunes growing up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, it, 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 
it's interesting how often you're referencing classic cinema where you may not even be aware of it. Like, um, the, uh, at, at one point I, I said something to Megan where it was like, like, hello, Clarice or something like that. And, and, and she's knew where that was from. She had never seen silence of the lambs, but she knew that like, yeah, no, I know that's, you know, I get the gist. Uh, but no, I, what I was gonna say about the grumble, the thing I remember about him was that he's, he's kind of, a, like a clown in a sense of like he's got like kind of the lipstick and the the heels so he's not not a clown's probably not not the um thing but he's he's very flamboyant right very over the top right and he's always smiling except when he's not and that's terrifying like i remember that because he was always like yes class let's go do thing a and thing b and you just did something terrible it's like oh my god you know like that and i remember that and, and when i thought about it again i was i was like that that's what makes him scary that's what makes him a monster is that he's because like all of the other ones are like oh well i you know Ickes looms and you know grumble uses his stench but they're all students the real master lays the groundwork of like like this is who i am and then when they twist that that's more of that like that nuanced like delicacy of scary you know and that's why he's the teacher um, and I will throw this in. I apologize. I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about the visuals. Um, it's just literally not in my notes somehow. Uh, the scare animations are mm-hmm. probably where like 80% of the, <laughs> the budget went for the, the character animations went because they're good, right? They're like, they're not just well animated, but they really hearken to the show because the whole point of the show is they are monsters in training and like Oblina is of course like the a student so she you see her in her scary monster form a lot more often you know Ickes is like he's Harry right or Ron right kind of like along for the ride um but when he does get scary he gets very scary and he gets huge and he looks like the devil right and it's otherwise he looks kind of like a little imp and those animations are are spot on for the game and to the source material they're hearkening from. I meant to call that out in visuals and I forgot. So now it's going at the end of audio and I, I just I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Well, you just edit it in, but you won't. But I, um, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, mechanics. Oh, sorry. Controls and mechanics. Um, not gameplay. <laughs> who, who would call it such a thing? Um. Okay, so uh, you know, let's just let's just let's just start it off. Uh, the specials don't work worth a damn. Like they just don't, Do and the suck? entire game's built around it. Yes, that's it's sad. you know, like yeah, it's and it's a huge <laughs> bummer because I remember the reason why I I've brought up playing this game like fifty bajillion times is because I I had a kind of a vague memory of it, and those are the ones that I really get excited about replaying because ones where I. I really remember playing a lot of it and kind of remember the game. I'm like, yeah, I could go back and play that. But ones where I played it once or twice and still kind of remember it for doing something cool. I want to go back and play those because I'm like, yeah, like what was that mechanic actually like? I remember this being like candy when I got to play it, but was it actually candy? And uh, this, I remember it being candy, but no, is it, I thought <laughs> it was, it's garbage and which is thematically appropriate. Uh, so maybe that's the big reveal is that they made a garbage game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so the the thing that I remember thinking was so cool was that each character had their own thing. So if you were playing as Crom, like you could 
throw your eye or get your eye thrown very far. If you could, you know, play as Oblina, you could stack people. Like this was so cool. It was such a cool concept. And it is, it is a cool concept. It is executed on staggeringly poorly. It never works. I mean, it, it statistically works, I would say, less often than it. It fails more often on the first attempt than it is successful. It it fails more often on the first attempt than it's successful on the first attempt. And they can also fail after executing successfully. Yes. So uh, Ickes's thing is because he's the lightest, they throw him and then he grabs on to them and they all get pulled along. So it does like a long horizontal jump. And which, a complete mockery of physics. A complete mockery of physics. But... <laughs> but, but uh, you can imagine in a platformer a lot of times where having a long horizontal jump that doesn't lift it's not high and long it's just very a straight shot right or nearly a straight shot and there are a couple times where using that is useful or even borderline mandatory but not a lot and then oblina's is because she's um i guess she has the less mass but it's different than Ickes is well, the keep, smallest. Keep in mind. They all have less mass than the hedgehogs. So. That's true. Um, so crumb is on the bottom and then Ickes climbs on top and then Oblina t- climbs on top and then she does, they like kind of push her up. And so she can do a big vertical jump, except uh, it fails a lot where she just a lot, a lot doesn't get the full height for some unknown reason. You have virtually no air control. So you better be right damn next to whatever it is you're trying to jump on top of, because it's not a full jump from on top of the other two sprites. It's like a half jump from on top of the other two sprites, sometimes even less than that. And you get this weird air control. That's less than your normal jumping air control. Crumbs is the most heartbreaking because his is visually spectacular. He hands one of his eyes. His eyes are just out. He holds them in his hands, right? Yes. And and he, he hands one of them to Ickes who puts it down like a golf ball and then holds Oblina like a golf club because she's a stick and he smashes the eye and it goes flying like at least probably two full screen lengths away And then you can just see what's over there. And then you can recall the eye after you've kind of studied like what's over in that area. And that is supposed to be how you find like where there's some secret rooms and stuff, but you never have to use his ability. And none of the secrets are anything I gave even a single crap about. So here you have this ability that's super clever, super interesting. It has a really neat little animation to get behind it. And I used it once to see what his special ability was. And then I kept waiting for an opportunity where I was like, oh, this is where I need to use crumbs thing. And that that moment just never came. And I was just like, this is such a shame. Like they really thought hard about this. And then they didn't build anywhere in the game that it matters. Well, in fact, they inadvertently built something that makes it less useful, which is because you move at the speed of light, there's no reason for you to spend the time to golf ball his eye. I mean, it probably takes one to two seconds for that little animation, that awesome looking animation to play out and for them to toss the eye. I mean, like you could just get there in that amount of time, you know? So it's like, why would I 
do that. No, I, I agree completely. I, I, I kept wanting to be put in a situation where I'm like, ah, no, let me, let me survey this. So the one that is the most visually spectacular uh, you never use, and the one that you have to use pretty regularly is one, not particularly visually spectacular, and two, just fails constantly. And again, this this is the core mechanic in the game. This is what separates it from every single other platformer. Otherwise, it would just be a platformer, you know? So uh, the fact another platformer. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, it, it, this is the the julia roberts in oceans 12 where it's like it's not <laughs> it's it's not even like a wink to the audience it's it's one of the core plot points you know it's 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 that so i just it blows my mind that and again you got a month right you know so i i think that this is definitely their eyes were bigger than their than their stomach um i can't there's there's a joke somewhere in there with chrome i just can't <laughs> can't pull it together yeah real monsters um so you can't like you can't create your core mechanic and then completely top to bottom fail to execute on it i just it it, you you can't do that and make a good game so when if if you've ever read anything or heard anyone ever talk about the game design philosophy of shigeru miyamoto the designer behind mario and zelda right eh, those games are okay right i haven't sorry i haven't played them I, we should play some of them on the podcast um, we should maybe like a n64 era one of them um yeah we, we but, need to we need to post date this one to like be our first episode you know yeah, right? like this is episode zero wow this was so prescient uh, but so shigeru miyamoto basically has said and i mean he's not it's not like he's the only game designer who thinks this way but He's essentially said, uh, yeah, so we we come up with a thing that seems like it would be fun, uh, and then we just will make excuses for that thing to exist in a game, right? Jumping. Like, yeah, jumping, running, the ocarina, time travel, controlling a vehicle, whatever it is. Like, here's a thing that just doing this thing in an empty white room would be fun, and now we will create situations where you have to do this thing for interesting fun reasons and sometimes they're high stakes sometimes they're low stakes but the the thing comes first and has to be fun first and this game has a thing that seems like it would be fun and then they didn't do any of the build a world where that thing matters part yeah and and a part of me thinks that they tried you know i mean like this this (laughs) this game just just feels like the alternate reality version where like the doctor failed you know where where it's just it's so close to to doing a thing so i think that they said hey what if we build a game where the core mechanic the core gameplay thing is that there's three different monsters and they each have their own special unique ability that ties to their weird bodies basically like the fact that they're 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 weird they're monsters right so you know ickis can kind of like looks like he'd be able to fly or be lighter so we'll make his like a long vertical thing oblina is like the tallest so she can get places you know uh and and crom's got the eye thing right um so let's just let's do that and then they they built that and they were like oh man this is awesome so we've got these three mechanics and then somebody said you have to ship this in a week you know and they said all right well let's just build all the levels and then it's just janky as hell and then they're like well just 
it's you got an hour what else can you do in an hour and the answer is nothing box it you know like let's go so i think that literally if the platforming that the like we're just the platforms were a little bit long wider so that way you can generally execute on the thing or if they made it so that way you could execute closer to the edge of a platform or a million different solutions to these problems but it this just smacks of they got three quarters of the way through building this game like i think they had the correct miyamoto philosophy they just did not have the time or the resources to execute on it properly. Yeah, and and this I have more things to say despite how conclusive what you just said and Sorry, my, yeah, my follow up to- is about to be um cuz I'm <laughs> I'm I'm also going to say something that feels like the last chapter in the book which is I don't feel bad critiquing s- like somebody's product uh as long as we can explain why we think something was bad or good or not didn't deliver on its promise or whatever. Right. Um, anytime. And we we're we've both been guilty of this. Every critic has been, we're just like, man, it sucks. Right. And, it, and it's like, but that doesn't feel good as a critic yeah. to just be like, you suck and you should feel bad. It's like, why do I suck? Why should I feel bad? And the thing that more than anything else makes this game feel like a cash grab tie in to a successful Nickelodeon cartoon show is they came up with this interesting mechanic that they then never ever deliver on as far as I could tell anywhere in the game and no game designer wants that. No, no one wants to say, Oh, Hey, we came up with this interesting thing and uh, we didn't get to build any levels around it because designing levels takes a long time. And we had a month, right? And like, did they literally make this game in a month? Probably not, but three wouldn't surprise me. Right. This time in history, having you don't have to do any of the character design or any of the theming or anything because they're just pulling from established material like I could believe this game was produced in three months and that is not enough time. Mm-mm. No, I, I to me, this game smacks of, you know, they made this amazing, you know, whatever, 5000 horsepower engine, you know, they can run a NASCAR and uh, and then somebody said, like, all righty, well, you know, they're like, all right, we built this engine now to build the car. And somebody said, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta race this thing tomorrow. And somebody said, all right, so we're going to put this in a box car, you know, for, <laughs> for a box car derby. And then, you know, so then they immediately fire up the engine and it rips the car apart, you know? So it's like, well, that, that, that was something that pleased no one. Um, I do need to crap on the level design specifically because the fact that the, like Trinity ability never really matters except in like literally a handful of circumstances that I came across in most of the, I got through most of the game and it almost never mattered. What pissed me off. And this is where I was kind of on the fence of like, uh, is this a freshman team? And they just, they really didn't know any better. Or is this professionals who were under a massive time crunch and then made sloppy decisions because from the very first level, there are a bunch of times where there's just jackass gotcha moments where because you run at the speed of light, you will move into the spawn area of an enemy and they will just crash into you and you take damage, right? Thank God you have a fair amount of health because I took a lot of, Oh, that wasn't really my fault style hits. There's a whole section in stage two of the sewers. So the second part of the first level where you have to drop down. So it's like 
go left, drop down, go right, drop down, kind of like that zigzag sort of thing. And there are several spots where you fall onto spikes and you have to just know the spikes are there because you don't have enough time or enough air control to avoid them unless as soon as you start falling, you are already pushing to the side. And then they up the screw you ante where there's spikes up above and instead you fall onto a rubber tire, which launches you back up where you just came from into spikes. And there's just tons of little moments like that just spread throughout the game where the second an enemy spawns, it's too late for you to do anything about it. You And, and because you move so fast and you instantly hit full speed, the game is not well suited for like cautiously it's it's not castlevania like you you can't slowly approach a situation and assess it right like you just run in you know ears flapping in the wind behind you (laughs) ears blazing yeah and it's just not great when you constantly feel like well okay i have you know 10 hit points however many times you could take damage but eight of them are going to get stolen for BS reasons. So really I have two hit. Like I can make two mistakes because the game is going to make eight mistakes for me. You think that that's maybe why you have so many hit points? Because, yeah, because I mean, I, I, I would agree that like, I felt that I had just a ton. I could take a ton of damage, you yeah. know? Um, and to the point where honestly, there were some times where I would look at a, an obstacle and just go Meh, and then just, yeah, just plow through it yeah just shoulder through it because i was like i got enough hit points i I don't, I don't need to deal with this problem which is hilarious because you know you, we, we've been hiking a number of times that's kind of how i deal with hiking and obstacles <laughs> a lot of times i'm like yeah whatever my body can deal with this and then just power <laughs> through right so um but yeah i mean like as you're saying that, i was thinking maybe that's why is because again you know when they built the basics of the thing as they were getting to the last week and we're saying like, you know, all right, well, the game's broken. So what what basic things can we do to clutch it? And one of them was do people keep getting thrown into stuff where it's, it's not their fault. It's like, just give them just give them more hit points, give them more hit points add the weird noise to when that thing doesn't work. Have them move a little bit faster so that way they can get through some of the, the giant dearths of area that we put where there's just nothing really there or when they do fall. You know what? I bet you this is what it is when they fall into when, when they when you fall in such a way that you need to now quickly backtrack, they want to make that faster. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so it's like, so just amp up their speed. So that way when they fall into a pit and it's not their fault, they can get back quickly uh, and ship it, you know, yeah. like, yeah, because those are all dials, right? Changing yeah. the level design, the level layout, the, the objectives, the, the mechanics of how the characters interact with each other. Those are all massive changes have more health, move faster. Those are probably single variables, like not even a line of code, but like change yeah. this one number and now they have more health or they move at this speed or whatever. And and it's just like, you can feel it. Uh, there's another stupid thing in the level design where in most, almost every single level, but it's not quite every single level. There's like a thing you have to collect. Yeah. And it's always right at the end of the level, right next to yeah. the exit. Yeah, which I I didn't really get that, honestly. Like, yeah, why because, not just... But it feels like someone thought like, oh, what if the... Because the levels are kind of sprawling and they sort of branch a little bit. And so, you know, if you were marketing this to young kids, you could imagine them saying like, oh, hey, you got to find this thing before you're able to leave the level. 
And then they realized they didn't have enough time to design levels where you're likely to find the thing and to find the exit without it being a nightmare slog, but they'd already built this in. And so they just dump the item right at the end of the level so that it is virtually impossible to miss. In fact, in some levels, it's literally impossible to miss. Yeah, you have to literally, walk over it. Yeah. Like it's, it's at, at the exit. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I think that, that that stays true to the theme, which is that the game was made with the best of intentions, was just not resourced appropriately either enough time or enough people or, or whatever. It was just, you know, uh, a lot of, decisions that seem like they're they're very very much so last minute um as far as for me the the remaining notes i have are all kind of consistent with that theme which is just uh um one is you 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 do take fall damage which is a little bit frustrating because again a lot of times when i fell off of stuff i didn't feel it was well deserved uh which leads into the fact of um the platforming is shoddy i mean the 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 hit boxes for like when it's saying like i hit this or i missed it that it's all shoddy, um, which is, again, this is a platformer, so it's really important that that be fair, good, Not accurate, shoddy. consistent, <laughs> like all of those things. And it was none of those things. Like, I, I, I just, it, it felt like that there was a weighted random number generator that determined whether or not <laughs> I, I hit the platform. It was weighted, so, you know, like if I hit it dead on, then there was a 99% chance. But if I was off by a pixel or two, then that percent chance dropped precipitously uh and again it did feel random which means that whatever mechanics are going on under the hood are nebulous enough that it doesn't feel right um and uh yeah so i mean just again just nothing about this is polished you know just it's uh it's a rush job yeah the the only i just had this one random thing i wanted to call out in here is uh we've played a lot of Nintendo games and Game Boy games where I was like, it's pretty important to read the manual. Like the game designers expected you to read the manual. And by the super Nintendo era that had kind of started to fall off. And the fact that you sort of need to read the manual for certain mechanics in this game to make sense feels like another one of those, like, uh, we can't really, Big, yeah, we, we, we don't have a good way to explain through gameplay how this mechanic works. We're, we can't make new challenges around it. We're not going to have a screen of text or whatever. So just, just put it in the manual. And the quintessential example of that, as far as I'm concerned, is there are two kinds of health pickups. There's apple cores and soda cans. But also there are like grubs and cockroaches which look like enemy sprites because they they move exactly the way enemy sprites move but if you walk over the top of them and you press down you eat them and you get i did not even know that was a thing i only know because i read it in the manual and here's the thing if i was you know 12 years old and i loved the cartoon and then i played this game I might have put that together on mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm. because in the game, while they're in the sewers or they're in the dump or like in a back alleyway or whatever, they're constantly picking bugs up off the ground and just shoving them into their mouths mid sentence. Like I have vivid memories of them shoving bugs into their mouth while they're talking to each other. And like an exposition dump is happening. So the fact that they included that mechanic in the game, but the game doesn't communicate it to you. You have to read it in the manual. I was just like, this is such a weird 
artifact of this being a rush job is like yep. they understood the source material well enough to include that, but they didn't have time to surface it in the game in a way that felt good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that, uh, again, you know, it, it just, it, it's, it's like, it's like, ah, so yeah. close. Yeah. And, and here, let me, this will be my, ah, my real monsters. <laughs> this will be my final thought. Uh, I actually copy pasted, the text exactly as I found it in the manual maggots, roaches, and flies may look like enemies, but these small slimy things are quite delicious. Press down to chomp on one and they restore your health. One point may look like enemies. That is the copywriting. Yeah, that's not of, good. That is, yeah, that is the copywriting of someone who's like, well, we don't have time to change it in the game and they look yeah. like enemies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's, it's weird to, hear that kind of admission like in right. the manual it may look like enemies it's like then you've done again it <laughs> we, we need a sound for when the game's broken it's like then, <laughs> wait what you know it's like oh my god you know what this all is it's, it's all the um we need a demon invasion in progress alarm you need a what now <laughs> you know it's like evaluate take a step back and evaluate what you're doing um i don't I don't think anyone will be surprised to hear me say that uh this is full nostalgia goggles required uh nostalgia goggles required it's <laughs> it i do think that this game at least for me personally has the notable distinction of the movie tie-in games or the you know the licensed product games that i can think of that feels like the most potential left on the table. Like you can just tell if you know what you're looking at, that there were probably talented people with good ideas who just didn't have the time or the money to deliver on any of those ideas. Right. Because like we rip on home alone to constantly because it deserves it. It's a complete catastrophe and there's no real redeeming qualities to that game. Right. The Toy Story game that we played, because there's a lot of them, but the one that we played on Super Nintendo feels like a total cash grab, right? It's just the things that were broken about that game are like, huh? Like, (laughs) how did you screw that up? These things feel like, oh, I walked in on you while you were finishing your painting, and then I took it away from you before you finished it, and now I'm criticizing you for not finishing it, right? And I, I think that's what feels unfortunate about it it's like i'd love to not be so down on it but i'm not the one who forced them to rush it and get it out before season two of our real monsters on nickelodeon you know saturdays at 9 a.m launched in the fall of 1995 (laughs) like someone else is responsible for that so this is what they shipped and this is how it is it's full nostalgia goggles no question yeah unfortunately i i (laughs) 100% 100% agree with you. It it is full nostalgia goggles required. I mean, if if for nothing else and yeah, the only reason to play this game is because you remember the show. And uh, cosine 100% with what you said is is it, it just with th- this this game to me is it's it's chaotic neutral, right? In the sense that the game is completely <laughs> broken and I just I can it's chaotic neutral. You know what it is? Is the game's chaotic evil but like I'm its parent and I wanted to be so I'm like I'm like 
portraying everything it does as chaotic neutral it's like no my character is chaotic neutral just killed five people yeah but i thought they were evil it's like you kind of had an inkling that they were evil you killed them for their stuff it's like but they could have been evil it's like so i mean i'm, I'm chaotic neutral you know it's 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 that where you're like you had such such potential you know like you 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 were supposed to be the chosen one. You were supposed to destroy the shovelware games, not become one of them. So in the end, I I, 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 I want to say that there's no nostalgic goggles required, but I feel like I'm getting up and going, ah! The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side To share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you've lost for a while. You never think back much less on how you saved the day than on all the experience. 